Welcome to Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. This is your host, Hatch, with my boy. What up? This is your boy, T.O. Hello. Hello. Akello. Rhymes with Jello and... Ah, oh, you supposed to be coming behind me with <laughs> you something. Took, you took the rhyme. Yeah, Jello rhymes with Jello. I, I don't got nothing. Wait, left. you whack, dog. Fellow, fellow. I'm yeah. mellow. Mellow, okay. <laughs> yeah, he don't. Akello Witherspoon is in the building, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Five year NFL veteran. Corner, right now with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Resign, right? Congratulations on the new deal. Appreciate you. Right? What's the first thing you bought? Man, <laughs> I ain't buy nothing. Just put it all to savings. You That's know? what I'm talking yeah, about. We add, add the new contract, just keep building up the savings. That's awesome. See, That's ladies and gentlemen, yeah. right? You see on ESPN all the time, NFL Network, this player's doing this and they wilding in the club. And right. As you yeah. just heard the man, right? He's putting in yeah. the savings. He's doing the right thing, right? Getting the right tutelage regarding his finances. Like, right. so again, appreciate when the players do the right thing. That's Don't it. just go ahead and talk bad about the players when they lose their money, yeah. right? Because again, we get that a lot, obviously, you know, in the, in the space that we're in. So what put you in that, that mindset or mind frame of saving financial, mm-hmm. you know, literacy mm-hmm. and things of that nature? Was it your mom, yeah. dad, combination yeah. of both? Or is that, what did you go to school for? Um, I think growing up, just seeing my parents be financially stable um, without a lot of, of money, just being able to work their money in a way that can help, help us grow and be comfortable as children. And then my dad just kind of set me up coming out of college, just making sure that I had that mindset that this isn't forever. Right. Um, and just setting me up with a financial advisor to help me make those those correct decisions and just being conservative at first to build that foundation and then start branching out and making more aggressive investments. Um, I went to school for uh, biology. So really just just being aware of, of, of many things through that process of, of college. Um, it teaches you a lot about finances and, and science and just kind of having a complete understanding of the world. Yeah, now, you had to go back and get your degree, right? Mm-hmm. You left school, of course, you were, you know, playing yeah. ball, but you decided to go back. Was that like a promise you made to your parents, yourself? Like, nah, just a promise to myself because, once again, I was taught just that, that my education is for me, and that's something that's always stuck with me. Uh, so when I had to leave school early because of an injury, I had to get a shoulder shoulder rehab. So I wasn't able to finish my degree. Um, and I just knew that once that time came in the NFL, I would I would take that time and go back, take that opportunity. COVID hit and a lot of the classes that I took, in, took were labs that you had to actually be present for mm. on campus. Mm. So when COVID happened, they switched those and made them available online. So it was just, I had to take take advantage of the opportunity. Absolutely. Knocked out like 16 credits over the summer and, and that was all she wrote. And that's pretty much indicative of your career. You said taking mm-hmm. advantage of the opportunities. That's yeah. what you've been doing yeah. with your career. And obviously mm-hmm. you started out in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you learn? Obviously Richard Sherman mm-hmm. uh, was one of those uh, prototypical type corners that, you know, your mm-hmm. body size, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, rangy. Mm-hmm. Um, what, it, what was it about uh, his skill set that you maybe have learned from him mm-hmm. and really kind of added it, added to, yeah. to your repertoire uh, mm-hmm. skills. I think really just settling in to the unique traits that, that we've been blessed with and not trying to make it look like other corners are going to make it look like. And that's something gotcha. I had to really kind of understand because you come in and people people want it to look like Richard Sherman. But Richard Sherman is the one that told me that you'll never look like me. You have better feet than me. Mm-hmm. You have wow, better hips it. than me. So it's going to look a little different than what he does. And just kind of getting uh, comfortable and settling into that niche of, of who you are as a player and what you bring to the game, as special, as unique, as one of one. And that's kind of where, where it grew for me. Um, and then just start believing in yourself um, almost to a fault. You, you're not even really you're not even really present out right. there on the field. Right. And that's kind of what I got from him. Yeah, I mean, honestly, to hear Richard Sherman, who was a vet, you know, who's established himself as one of the top corners, mm-hmm. you know, at the height of his career at that time, especially in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what was it like to hear him tell you, you have better feet than me. Yeah. You have yeah. better hips than me. Because yeah. I played with Jerry Rice and he ain't told he ain't me nothing. Yeah. He ain't told me yeah. none of yeah. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what you is it? Right. right, exactly. Yeah. What so what what was that feeling? And then like I said, you know, obviously you're just starting out and then just to hear somebody like I said of mm-hmm. his caliber mm-hmm. um tell you those things. No, it does a lot for a young kid. Um once again, just trying to find your way in this league right. and understand who you are as a player. Um, as an athlete, just growing into your body and getting more comfortable with, with what you can bring to the game. And so just to hear that type of humility was something I wanted to replicate as well. So that's something I share with, 
with people that I'm able to touch. Mm -hmm. It's just being humble and being able to share and return those same those same favors and those same efforts that were given to me. Absolutely. Yeah. So now again, you're going into your sixth year. You're mm -hmm. one of the older yeah. veterans in the locker room, right? Mm -hmm. Who are some of the younger kids that you look at as like, yo, you can, mm -hmm. you could be me. You're a little mm -hmm. with, with a spoon to me. You know yeah. Um, There's dudes on the Steelers right now, like uh, Justin Lane, James Pierre, nice. guys that I that I've touched when I showed up when I was with the uh, with the Seahawks, Trey Brown. It's just really any any young guy that comes in. Mm -hmm. um, I make it a conscious effort to give them everything that I know. Mm -hmm. um, and just kind of be an open book because you don't know what they're going to do with it. You don't know where they're going to take it. And then you take a note from them. Yep. That's the way I look at it. I'm not really afraid to share because um, at the end of the day, like, it's only going to make you better as, as a person. Again, of course, uh, speaking of the Steelers, again, over the weekend, mm -hmm. you got some devastating news, right? Mm -hmm. Your teammate, Dwayne Haskins, passing away. You were mm -hmm. down there in Florida mm -hmm. working out with him. Um, like, where were you like when you got the information and how like how shocked and how bizarre is is this whole situation? Uh, yeah, that one was tough just because I had only known him for a year, but he definitely touched my spirit in a short time. Mm -hmm. um, and specifically just him and his interactions with my daughter when I was just down there. Mm. Um, so just to just to know that she's she's touched skin with that with that human and then to hear that news was tough for me. I was actually on a flight. Uh, I was on a flight to Sacramento because okay. I came back from Florida and then went to go do a camp uh, just this last Saturday. Mm -hmm. um, so I was on a flight to Sacramento, touched down and landed and saw the news and just texted my fiance like, did you hear about Haskins, whatever. So Man. it was just a lot. But once again, it was timely for myself um, because you're just going and putting in that time to these kids mm -hmm. after also putting in time to your craft in Florida. So. For me, it was just a reminder to, to commit and to give back and just be thankful for the opportunities that you have, the time. Mm -hmm. So it was just a just a good reminder that that my perspective and, and and the way that you look at life and the way you appreciate people and appreciate the time on, on, on this earth is important. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you have a new daughter, right? Six-month-old yeah. baby girl. Yeah. You know, again, all this stuff comes to you at this moment. Mm -hmm. It just makes you understand, like, yeah, this life is important. This yeah. moment, this yeah. season, all yeah. you know, the off season, all these things become so important. Yeah. Um, you know, as you're going down this journey, because as we know, the the football part is not the important part. You mm -hmm. know, we think it is, you know, but it's just not the important part. Mm -hmm. So, like, give us some other like loves that you have outside of football. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I love music. Um, I love art. Uh, I love my family. I love people. I love connecting with people. Um, and really just understanding people's why and what makes them tick. Um, I just have an infatuation for knowledge. Um, and so just like for me, it's just an ever, uh, um, just a chase of just wanting to grow and just be a better person. And that's kind of one of the things that, that I spend a lot of time on. Yeah, and I want to go back to uh, Dwayne uh, just a little bit, because you, like you said, you have uh, an affection just for for people and mm -hmm. um, just wanting to grow. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I know I worked out with Dwayne a year or so. I think it was right before he got to Pittsburgh, and I worked I worked out with him uh, in that Florida area. So um, where I live is not too far from where he got hit um, mm -hmm. on the freeway. So I remember, you know, that was my first time meeting Dwayne, and from the just the outcry and outpour of, of support around the football community, the league that they've shown him, uh, it was nothing different than what I saw and what mm -hmm. I read because when mm -hmm. I was around the kid, he was he was all smiles, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, he was hunger for, for, for knowledge, wanting to learn. Mm -hmm. and, and even when I was out there just running routes, you know, he was asking me like, you know, what, what, what can I do? What do you see? And uh, he was obviously excited to, to throw yeah. to someone uh, of, of my caliber, but, but just to be around those guys and you could just tell like he had that, 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 that aura about him of mm -hmm. wanting to be better, wanting to be great. Mm -hmm. And then, like I said, we all have our, our ups and downs. We have our trials and tribulations and no one is perfect. Um, but obviously, you know, the moments that I shared and I remembered from him was just, just him wanting to, wanting to, wanting to be better. And then mm -hmm. the things that I saw that I could have helped with him being as far as a quarterback, you know, throwing, you know, getting the ball out quicker, accuracy and things mm -hmm. of that nature. Mm -hmm. Those are some of the things, if you go and look at some of his, uh, his Instagram and just people talking about him, that was the, that was really what he embodied is trying to be better. 
realizing the skill set that he had. Nobody mm -hmm. has really gotten to see it on a bigger stage coming, mm -hmm. leaving early out of Ohio State. Mm -hmm. um, man, it's, it's just uh, so unfortunate. Um, again, that we, we lost, you know, someone at such a such a young age. Yeah. Um, I know you said you was only there for for a year. What was it about him that you feel or felt like, you know, he could be or he could have been mm -hmm. what I think um, mm -hmm. what feel his potential. Yeah. Yeah. Day. Yeah. I think I think, it, like you said, just his uh, his interest in getting better. He really had that focus every mm -hmm. day. Uh, he was scout team quarterback for a lot of the weeks that we're preparing um, to go to go win a football game. So so being able to speak with him, him speaking with me, mm -hmm. like, hey, man, why? How'd you get a hand on that ball? What is it about what you saw pre-snap? Right. Mm -hmm. um, and just those type of qualities are the same stuff that I that I appreciate about the game and kind of those layers, down in, down out. And so I think just just really um, just his ability and his his desire just to be better was something that that was special. On top of just his his energy, his daily approach to the game, and just really having fun and loving the game, regardless of circumstance. You got a guy who who probably wasn't in ideal circumstances for for the regular person or the average right. person, but he made the most of it every day. And, and, and really wanted to get better as a, as a player and as a person. Yep. And again, a lot of people, again, they see the NFL players, like, oh, he's been a superstar since day one. Mm -hmm. right? You didn't play high school football until your senior year in high senior. school, right? Mm -hmm. So wow. like 12, 13, 14, like, you know, what sports were you playing? And mm -hmm. when did you figure out, yo, I'm pretty much a dude athletically. I just don't know what sport I should be. Yeah, playing. I was playing uh, baseball, soccer, and basketball my, my whole entire life. I played one year of Pee Wee football, or excuse me, two years of Pee Wee football before that. Um, I, I enjoyed my time during it, but soccer was really just one of my, my passions. And they were during the same season, so I couldn't give up soccer. You know, all three um, of those sports that you mentioned, they got guaranteed contracts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? That's crazy. <laughs> nah, soccer, yeah. baseball. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, geez. Yeah. No, but it was uh, really when I had a growth spurt, I just had to make that decision. Mm -hmm. It was between basketball and mm -hmm. football at that time. And really, I think I just wanted to be with my guys because that's what kind of kind of turned me up my senior year on football was just all my buddies were out there playing fo playing football. They weren't on the soccer field. They weren't they weren't on the basketball team. Right, right, so. Right. so for me, it was just being out there with my brothers. And I didn't really I didn't even know where I could take it. I really didn't. I just enjoyed the game and I enjoyed competing. Mm -hmm at a different level. I had competed on a hoop court. I had competed on a soccer field. I had competed in baseball. Mm -hmm. But nothing's like lining up across another man that think he's about to do Better something you, right, and then yeah, he, don't, right. he don't get the job done. Like, right, right. like that's the toughest form of competition to me. So um, it just really, I stepped into that space and I just fell in love with, with just taking another man's ideas away from him. Like, right, you, th right. you think you're getting the football, but you're not. Like. So again, so that one year you fell mm -hmm. in love with the sport. Cause yeah. after that you went to a junior college. Yeah. It's not easy to go to junior college and yeah. still have aspirations of going to the NFL. Yeah, yeah. that's not an ideal path for <laughs> yeah. like anybody. Cause yeah. they can go straight to you know, power five schools or yeah. any, you know, yeah. like I said, any surrounding school that like yeah. I said, wherever you're, wherever you're li living, you want to go to that particular yeah. Uh, yeah. university or college. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So again, so like when you got to the junior college, like were you in love with football at the time or were you just like, look, I still just want to get to the league? Yeah, that? yeah. When I got to ju junior college, um, I was really just trying to get out in one semester because I was a qualifier mm -hmm. coming out of high school. I just didn't want to stay there for two years. Mm -hmm. um, I was at Sacramento City, which was 10 minutes from my crib. And it was just it was just important for me to get out and get, get as much exposure as I could in one year. Um, so I was just in the in the grind. I actually ended up playing safety for more of the snaps mm. because teams weren't throwing at me at corner. Mm. Um, and so my coach put me at safety just to help me make more plays. And he he just uh, Coach Walker. He's one of the people that really believed in me mm. and kind of took me to that next space in terms of just understanding what I what gifts I had and mm -hmm. what I could do with the game. Mm -hmm. And um, he really just pushed me and, and took me to that next level. We went like one in ten that year, but we still, uh, I still got a scholarship from Colorado. I had like three, three, four offers. So Colorado. how good were you your senior in high school? It's like where, where you started, like, Yeah, because it was too late. You, know, you were on nobody's radar, nobody's yeah. board, right? So did you get some rankings of a two star, three star? Or you're just like, I was just out there. No, nah, I don't even think I had the rankings of the stars or none of that. I was just a six foot, 150 pound kid, just really flying around. I, I could run. 
Um, I had good feel, good ball skills. So I was just really just out there making yeah, plays. You had all the physical attributes yeah. for what the league needs. Yeah, but I didn't even know really what I had. I was just kind of just enjoying my time playing the game. Yeah. Okay. And then you go from there, from mm -hmm. uh, Sacramento to University of Colorado. Colorado. Right? Big time football. Yeah. So, yeah. like, what was the, the down part of going to a big program? Like, were you, or were you just successful right off the bat? Nah, my sophomore year, so I showed up uh, spring ball as a freshman, um, just kind of getting better and growing and, and putting on weight, still having a growth spurt too, so just adding height. Mm -hmm. And then sophomore year, I was just like a third down nickel cornerback. I would come in on the outside mm -hmm. and our outside corner would slide into nickel. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where I got some of my first exposure uh, making plays. And then junior year is kind of when it just all clicked and just I've been I've been balling since then really. Right. Um, still had the BS or uh, ups and downs, trials and tribulations of the of the game, but really from my junior year on, I just kind of got better. And then my senior year really honed in and understood yeah. the game and locked in. Um, we played a lot of press man, so it was easy for me my senior year just to really focus on the dude that was in front of me and right. just take them out of the game. So it was it was comfortable. Anybody yeah. ever give you that work that you're like, yo, I still got to get better if I want to get to the next level? Like my senior year, no. My senior year, that didn't happen. Like, okay. it just didn't. Uh, nobody was messing with with me. Really, our whole defensive <laughs> back, our whole defensive backcourt was nice. Who, who else was back? Cheeto Bay, Awuzie, he's with the Bengals. Yeah. Isaiah Oliver, he's with the Falcons. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we had Afalabi Laguda. He was like one of our safeties. Wow. Cedric Thompson was at the Seattle Seahawks. Okay. So we wow. had dudes all in one back. Yeah. The Packers was real. Yeah. So it was just a, it was, you You weren't messing with us on the back end. Nice. Right. So you're year six and now you like said, you know, you're kind of really now trying to establish yourself or really like, what is it going to take for you to be like, or what's success for you as far mm -hmm. as like the rankings? Is it like mm -hmm. being the top corner mm -hmm. or do you see guys that are getting paid like all this money? Like, yo, I do similar similar things mm -hmm. or you don't feel like you've arrived or gotten to that point yet to be in yeah. a position to mm -hmm. garner some of the money that they're throwing out there no nah, i think yet. i think for me the biggest thing is being available and being consistent uh, i think that's the next step for me and i think with that i can be in that conversation consistency, consistency. so that's something yeah. that you feel like you need to work yeah, on yeah i mean not as of recent i've been i've been very last year i was very consistent gotcha. but but last year I also dealt with being traded, so I wasn't out there for enough gotcha. snaps gotcha. to get that type of acknowledgement. Right, right. 400 snaps isn't gonna do it in this league. You need a thousand plus, because that says you've been out there game gotcha. in, game out. Yeah, and I'm gotcha. excited to take that step. It's also health is the biggest thing. True. Just growing up and having a late clock, I think my my body had had to take time to lock in and, yeah. and get strong enough to really withstand. And adjust to the game. Yeah, withstand yeah. the NFL right. season. So. I think really that's the next step for me is just being available and being out there every snap and playing at the level that I've been playing at. And that's what's going to take my game to the next level. So being with the 49ers, I mean, like, what did you learn throughout that process? That Was it more humility? Was mm -hmm. it more um, they don't know what they're talking about because mm -hmm. I already know I'm good? Like, mm -hmm. what did you take away from that process of leaving that, that organization? Uh, I took a lot away from SF. Um, I think the first thing is that just to love the game. Because if you let people control and dictate your opinion of the game or who you are as a player, that can really affect you spiritually, mentally, emotionally. Um, and so that's really one thing that I learned from them is just really, just really play with that kid passion and that kid love for the game. Um, and then it's really not about it's really not about the 49ers or the Steelers or whatever organization you're you're employed by. It's really about you and your commitment to your craft. And that's something that I've taken away from my time then and just kind of turn that page and just being a, a, a ultimate professional, being committed to my body and being healthy. And that's that's just stuff you have to learn through through being injured or through not having that commitment at times and seeing that you could have done better. And that's just kind of kind of what comes with that process. Yeah. Tell, tell again, we, we always talk a lot to the to the fan base, parents and kids that also watch the show. Mm -hmm. Tell everyone how important the mental game is, regardless of the physical, mm -hmm. as you know, right? People can be six, two, six, three, run four twos and four threes. Right. How important is the mental aspect of NFL football? I think it's I think it's the most important component just because you're doing a, a task that not many people do and you're you're putting yourself out there. To, to fail and on, on a big stage. Mm -hmm. 
and keyword right there fail fail right? yeah a lot of people well i can't fail. You're, <clears throat> you have to fail you have to fail success right. yeah right? and that's one of the things that i've that i've understood and accepted is that i'm essentially showing up to fail that's that's the mm. that's the job I wanna, when i wake up to go play the game mm. i'm already checking failure off the list so now it's like what type of success we gonna have mm. not the other way around where i'm trying to be perfect and then failure shocks you and you don't know how to handle it and that's kind of one wow. of the things i've learned is just appreciating those times and understanding that you can learn from them if you're prepared for them. But if you're not, they're gonna take you out of your game or take you out of your approach. Mm -hmm. And now you're gonna be kind of all over the place for the rest of the game or, or whatever that looks like as a second year player for myself. Yeah. But um, I think that's really just, just important is just understanding that that's part of it, it's human. Um, and, that, and that there is no space to try to justify or or want someone to understand this space you're in because they won't. They're not out there covering people for there a living. You so you just gotta <laughs> accept that uniqueness about you, accept that that lane that you're in as a, as a human and dominate it and, yeah. and own it, really. And I think another element of, of, of the mental part of the game that really comes into play that I think not everybody thinks this way, but again, like we were just we just got the, you know, finished talking about um, injuries, which is that's inevitable in every sport. But just think like, okay, you go into a game, especially later on in the season, you're not really 100% healthy always. Mm -hmm. And then there, two. right, exactly. <laughs> and there are a lot of games, sometimes you're playing probably a little bit more injured than you need to be to play a game. Mm -hmm. So when you're not 100% physically able to play a game, that's when really the mental part comes into play. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes, like you said, you've had shoulder surgery. Mm -hmm. I've had issues like whether it's been I've had a high ankle sprain or 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 a shoulder or a rib or something like oh, that. Face. Yeah, that too. My face always looked my face always looked good. So that outshined anything that I did. Um, but that that's part of the game because sometimes, like if you go in like, oh my gosh, I'm hurt, this and that and the other, then you're gonna be actually favoring mm -hmm. the injury. Yeah. Uh -huh. So you really have to hone in on the mental aspect mm -hmm. of the game so you don't yeah. make those mistakes when, like I said, if you're focusing on something else, yeah. then you're not really thinking about, obviously, what's going on around you. And then yeah. that's when those mistakes start yeah. to happen. Not so would sure. you agree that you know yeah. that would be a, a good part yeah. of that mental yeah, aspect of it? I mean, yeah, you have you know, you, you have your, your pregame where you sit to yourself and you kind of go through the playbook and then you go with the coaches and you kind of play the game before the game. Mm -hmm. That's all mental parts of the game too, but there are some little intricacies of, of the game mentally mm -hmm. that you have to play, you have to play with uh, during the game yourself. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like yeah. if you're gonna, again, film, like <clears throat> meetings, all that stuff is mental, right? But mm -hmm. That's not what we're talking about. We want the audience to understand. We're not talking about that. We understand that's the mental right. part, but it's actually being on the field and playing those mental games with yeah, yourself. Like what, yeah. yeah, like what makes you you? What makes a kello a kello? Mm -hmm. Like until you dive in or we dive into what makes you you, nobody really knows. They just mm -hmm. see you as a DB. You got mm -hmm. DB skills. You're out there balling. Mm -hmm. But again, like I said, there's a transition. Yeah. There's a trajectory in which you're trying to get to. Yeah. What makes that happen? And like mm -hmm. I said, it's not always just physical yeah. all the time. Sometimes it's, it's mental. mental. And yeah. like I said, as fans watching the game, they don't know how your body feels. They don't yeah. know what aches. They don't mm -hmm. know what's really hurt mm -hmm. and not really reported. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah. Those are all mental aspects of the game that yeah. you take into the game that really a lot of people don't know. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, what, what do you take away? Like, how? What is that part of your game? I think the the just learning how to detach from from the moment. That's something that I've really honed in on wow. in my time in the NFL. Is is a catch didn't happen. When you make a play, it didn't happen. When you get an interception, it didn't happen. When they score a touchdown, it didn't happen. When it's the first quarter, it's not happening. When it's the fourth quarter, it's not happening. And that's kind of where I found my success is just being present down in, down out to get the job done right now. And that's it. And sometimes when it's the fourth quarter and it's a tie game, some people get tight because it's fourth quarter and, and it's a tie game. They're thinking but, about yeah, but what if it's not? What if you just back out and say, I'm just really guarding this dude on this play, this play. to win on this play? And if I win, oh, it has implications to y'all. Mm -hmm. Y'all see it as this big fourth, fourth quarter play, but, but I'm not doing that. 
And that's even with the injury stuff, that's that's part of that as well. It's just like mm -hmm. the second I'm out there, whatever injuries or nagging I have, that that didn't happen. That's not happening. Not right. today. Because I got I got a job. Right. As simple as that. And that's <laughs> why yeah, I'm out here. That's why I made that that change and that jump is just that's not happening. Not to me. What's happening is I'm a, I'm gonna make plays. That's what's happening. Yeah. Like so it's like if if you're in the situation, right? In mm -hmm. the scenario. Mm -hmm. You're not one of the guys, because as receivers, it's a receiver mm -hmm. DB talk now, right? Mm -hmm. We hate y'all mm -hmm. when we catch the ball mm -hmm. five, six yards, 20, and y'all still doing all of it, right? Yeah. Why are y'all celebrating when we just had success? I don't get I'm not, I'm not celebrating that. when y'all catch the rock. So if, why, why if the ball hits the ground, you get in one of these. Okay, what because, if you had nothing to do with it? We, the, we, we three <clears> yards ahead of you, mm -hmm. we dropped the ball, and mm -hmm. y'all still do this. Or, or it's an I overthrown ball. Or it's an overthrown. See, I can't. We killed you on a snuggle. We got you beat by See, 10 I can't, yards. See, I can't speak on that because I'm not doing that. <laughs> when that when that happens, I'll look at bro like, ooh, you, like, you almost got me. Like, oh, hey, a better throw and you would have had you. Right, 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 right. But nah, if it, it, like, if you say if I press you up at the line, and it's an overthrow. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going crazy because I know Can that you that, I know that there yeah. was something yeah. that you did to yeah. prevent that. Yeah, overthrow. even though I didn't touch the ball, I right. know that that disruption early at the line is probably going to throw the off your time. Yeah, that that's the, the reason. You so, taking all that? Yeah, I'm taking that for sure. <laughs> okay. So there's there's different times, or even like just footsteps. Sometimes footsteps spook somebody. So right, right. Like they hear you coming. Maybe you're not in a position to make the actual pass break up, but it was going to be catch, bang, bang, like. Yeah. They hear them footsteps and they drop it like I'm. I'm turning up like I'm because I was on the way like I'm, I'm definitely in your ear like. You like, don't. Was, you don't seem like the talkative type. Right. Because oh, yeah, yeah you seem yeah. He, yeah he's, that's perfect. He, that's yeah. how I like it to be. Yeah. You see. <laughs> you seem very mild, though? reserved, nah, quiet. Nah, nah. I talk. I talk my mess for sure. And, and you for know sure. what? What would be for annoying? Sure. He go say it in that same low tone. For sure. Right. And yeah. that's gonna make for it sure. even worse. Because yeah, I was gonna ask him about the the turn up. Like, okay, is there anything? What what turns you up? Because like I said, that's how I am. Like off the field, I'm pretty chill, reserved. You know, but then on the field. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm I play my play is a little bit more anim animated. Nah. You know what I mean? Yeah, for me, I'm out of my mind on the field. That's really how I explain it. I'm not I'm not present. I'm a different person on the field. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. Like my coaches got on me this last year for celebrating when we were uh we were um we were down like 27 to three or something <laughs> at Kansas City. I'm in the corner losing it. I'm flexing, <laughs> looking at Kansas City. And the coach fans. like we down 27. Yeah, he's like we down whatever. He's like whatever. I'm like coach, you can say what you want, but I'm not present. I can't even explain. I can't mm. even justify that. Like right, I right. hear you, but my passion for the game it got other it got other plans. Like mm. right, right, it's not about your your normal agenda or what you think is appropriate. Like I respect it, mm -hmm. but I can't even correct it. Cause I can't I, turn down. Can't turn down. Right. And it's like, how can you turn that down when it's the same thing that that a week a week earlier helps bring your team back? Like I was celebrating a week before that. The same way. Yeah, the same way when we were down 27, whatever. But my, but my pick is what kind of stirred up the game to, to start forcing a comeback against the Vikings. Right. So it's like, how do you know when that energy is going to is going right. to be? That so you basically you're, you're yeah. keeping that same energy. That same energy. You yeah. came. You're yeah. keeping that same energy yeah. whether you're losing, winning, yeah. or whatever the, yeah. the outcome. Because I got a commitment to be. me. I got a commitment right. to me and the time that I put into the game. Right. It's like it's bigger than. So you don't take that as him saying there's a time and a place for it. Yeah, no, I understand, right. I understand it. I understand it. Like I understand what he's saying, but he's also in the booth. He's upstairs in the booth saying right. that. You know what I mean? So it's like, you're not out here. You're like, not in the corner of the yeah, end zone. Yeah, in the right. corner of the end zone. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. while Mahomes rolling out, like that's a big right. deal. Like, yeah, no, no, I feel you. Yeah, because yeah, I, mean, I mean, I in a similar way, it's just when I, I mean, I wasn't one of those guys like I make a catch and I got a signal first down or all that all the time. Like my motivation was getting into the end zone. That's when the yeah. celebrations happened for me. So anything prior to that, I didn't really get all that animated. Yeah. It was just getting into that pay dirt. That yeah. that was when I turned. Man, I celebrate as much as I can, dog. I ain't get a lot of balls thrown my way. So he, give me a five yard first down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was that was that was normal for me. I'm always. I'm yeah, I'm getting off. So I understand that. We was on diff two different plateaus. Yeah, though. And th th as he said, he, he he's in a whole different, yeah. whole different world. atmosphere, metaverse. He's in yeah. the metaverse. Yeah, yeah. metaverse yeah. on your own. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's crazy. crazy. But yeah, because we always talk about, again, the, the team's energy and, you know, how, how do you fit in with the team? And, like, leaders, 
because again, we talk a lot about how he was perceived as not a leader, mm-hmm. but another leader on the team can say the exact same thing and then perceived as a, as a good teammate, mm-hmm. right? So when, you're, when you do that and the coach says one thing, but the players, the younger players respond to you a certain way, mm-hmm. you take that as part of the leadership. Like it's okay to turn up because Absolutely. again, we still might come back this game. Absolutely. I think the biggest thing is just being insecure in who you are. Like mm-hmm. I know I'm not a selfish, a selfish teammate. I give right. everything to my brother. So right. if in that moment that's interpreted as me being selfish, then I'm going to take that every time. And then I'm going to holler at my men on the back end and say, look, look, I'm not changing for, for no no misinterpretation, for no opinion. I'm not going to do it because that, that would be short selling myself and y'all because that's the same energy I bring to practice every day. Mm-hmm. And y'all see it. Y'all go vouch for it. So when we walk out of that meeting and they looking at me like, man, don't even worry about that. Like that's the type of stuff right, right. that that kind of solidifies and just keeps you grounded and keeps you going, because you know that the young cats are looking up to you and they yeah. and they know what you're about on a daily basis, not just a lapse of misinterpretation. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So wow. Yeah. So going into this new season, I mean, yeah. you know, quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had a long ride with Ben Roethlisberger. What is what is the what is the outset or the outlook of this upcoming season? Because like I said, is it, are you guys looking at this sort of like a rebuilding? Because mm-hmm. obviously, like I said, there's really not a quarterback per se that's, I mean, I guess Mason Rudolph is going to mm-hmm. be, I guess, is he your starter for now? Uh, I'm not sure. I think, I mean, I think it's a competition. Competition between yeah. him and Trubisky, yeah. Right. And then a rookie yeah. will come in. They'll yeah. drop uh, one or two. They'll get a quarterback at one or two, I'm sure. Right. So, I mean, you, you going in defensive-wise, like I said, obviously, like I said, defense wins championships. Obviously, Pittsburgh Steelers, they've, you know, over the years, they've been known to having good stout defenses. Mm-hmm. Is that something you feel like you're solid you as a team, as a whole, you're solid mm-hmm. on defense? And then, you know, do you feel like going into it, you guys going to have to basically put points on the board? Because, like I said, you got Trubisky, who was drafted. I mean, he's been traded here and there. Um, he's not really a, a, a really proven starter. Proven starter, uh, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, what is it, like I said, going into this season? Because like I said, as we as athletes, we all go into this, you know, go into the off season, into the next season. You know, you you kind of know like what kind of team you're going to have. Yeah, Super you know Bowl I mean? or bust. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. What is it, you know, you feel like you guys need to show up in different areas to be competitive mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. even put yourself in contention? Like I said, just to have a successful season and then possibly get into the playoffs. Yeah, I think I think the goal is the Super Bowl, and I and I mean that. And I, I think with the uncertainty offensively, I have it as well just because I don't know what the offense will look like without Ben Roethlisberger. I don't mm-hmm. limit our, our potential quarterbacks. I don't limit what they're capable of. But I think you place that uncertainty on on how you approach the game defensively, and that's what I'm willing to do. Right. If 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 I'm not sure what's going on on the other side, I'm going to lock in more over here. That's the way I look at it. I think mm-hmm. that's the way our team is going to handle it. So I think the goal is to be a top a top defense in the league, hold it down, game in, game out, and see how they develop and see how they grow. I know we have the weapons. We have the, the brain power. We have the, the football savvy to be an effective offense. Now it's just going to be a matter of them putting it together, whoever them is. Right. And I think that's the biggest thing is just really – really committing defensively because you always have an opportunity if you can keep points off the board. Absolutely. Right, and, exactly. Yeah, and, 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 and embracing that challenge and what that looks like to be a dominant defense and to lead a team and to be, to be the, the reason you win games and not holding off points or keeping 30 points off the board. No, be the reason you win games because mm-hmm. you, you're putting goose eggs on the board. Like, right. And I think that's the, that's the only approach you have. And then if they start putting up 30, 30 a game, you like, better. shoot, let's both let's both rock out. I think that's right. the that's the appropriate way to go about it. Yeah, because y'all's division has all of a sudden become the toughest division in the AFC, right? Yeah. You got Lamar Jackson with the Ravens, you got the Bengals over there, mm-hmm. um, the Browns go they'll go up and down, whatever. But mm-hmm. now it's like getting winning the division is not enough, mm-hmm. right? Of course, playoffs is never enough, right? Super Bowl is always in the top of your mind, right? Yeah. But individually, as far as Pro Bowl, best corner, like what's going to be a successful year individually for you? I think my best year as a player, um, and that that includes statistically, that includes availability, that includes health. I think my best year as a player, and I'll be comfortable with what that looks like. 
Um, I don't have a I don't have a ceiling on that because I think it would be limiting myself. Yeah. Um, and that's just that's just how I'm how I'm built and that's what I'm about. Um, but I just really really want to focus on giving myself the best opportunity to be the best I can be to help my team win football games. I think the best me equals a better team as well. Um, more dubs and more dubs for the team is more dubs for me. So mm -hmm. it's really just that 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 day to day approach and kind of staying out of those big lofty goals mm -hmm. and just committing and putting that time in every day to to reach mm -hmm. what this potential that I don't even mm -hmm. really know what it looks like and I don't care to mm -hmm. I don't care to to create to, to create one right now. Just right. I'm gonna be comfortable with where that where that falls. Has anybody ever to told you you have an old soul? Yeah, right. Definitely. You're just mm -hmm. you're so calm and yeah. in the moment. Right. And, you know, for yeah. usually guys of your age are a little bit more erratic and oh, mm -hmm. that'd be like you said. We talked about it earlier too. You know, with you I know guys it. that that it. come into a lot of money, they iced out yeah. this, and that, and the other. Like you, 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 t-shirt, jeans. You know, yeah. you got a little pop color with the shoes there. Show everybody shoes. Everybody see shoes. So yeah. you don't, don't get it twisted now. Yeah. Yeah. Little, little swag. You know what I mean? So you're not too vanilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got it in there. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm, de no, I'm definitely old, so I just, I was raised well. That's cool. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's definitely, like yeah. I said, I love uh, it. kudos yeah. and your product of your environment, yeah. Yeah. mom, yeah. mom yeah. and dad. Mom and dad. Um, yeah. Let's just talk about a little bit about Coach Tomlin. Mm -hmm. Tell us something about Tomlin, because he's one of those guys. I always find him very interesting in his yeah. post-game pressers. Yeah. Uh, he's very articulate. <laughs> yeah. uh, very, to the point. To, yep. <laughs> you took the word right out of my mouth. To the point. Yeah. Uh, what, obviously, you've been there just a year, but mm -hmm. give us give us a little something about uh, about Tomlin. Obviously, like he's what what the only black coach, or yeah. maybe one of two. What like, league now? Yeah. No, we got there's a bunch now. We just they just oh yeah, just with all the other yeah, stuff. Last but, year, uh, one, 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 two, but yeah, give us a little something nah, about Tomlin. I, cool. I think I've only met him like maybe once or twice, but right. it's kind of like hi, right, bye, what, what's up? Like, yeah. He seems like a good coach. To, nah, to, to he's play a cool for. dude. He's a cool dude. He's a uh, definitely players coach. Really, very relatable. Very right. ground level. He's not trying to big time it or be above. He's open right. to open to opinions from all people, all the way from the practice squad to the starting quarterback. So. Mm. That's what's he's uh, he's just he's just a good ambassador for the game and just really goes about coaching the game the right way and I really believe that um, one of the funnier moments for me was after like a good game or whatever my, I had a bunch of like celebrations in the game um, <laughs> and like I said I'd be out of my mind so like I was doing like a snow angel on the field at one point <laughs> and I was like hitting this like robot walk on yeah. another one or whatever and like yeah. we get to we get to warm ups the next week of practice he like hey spoon like them celebrations, you've been killing them. <laughs> you've been killing them. So, so you put them on notice. Yeah, he put them on notice. He's like, we're going to need more of it, and we're going into Kansas City, I think, uh, going to play Kansas City that next week. He's like, we're going to need that this week. Like, them boys are going to need that energy this right. week. Yeah, like, yeah. So just that type of acknowledgement, um, just for the, the very basic components of the game, which is energy and passion. Yeah. And just having fun. Yeah, that's um, that's one of the things that really stuck with me from this past year. Right. As having an, an African American coach, do you think that you have had any type of conversation or situation that you had with him that you couldn't have had with a white coach? I did. I did actually. I told him because um, he was speaking to us about uh, just just being just being a man and and how the challenges of the of the league can cause people to be kind of fold as a man or mm -hmm. or it's it's difficult to overcome those challenges and he was he was speaking to people that didn't have their fathers in their life in mm -hmm. the room he was saying some of you don't have your father so if I can be that light of of male influence Prince. for you yeah um please take it if not if you have it please take it whatever and I just remember walking up to him um, in the practice, I'm like, as a, as a man that has a father, a very right. secure relationship with my father. I told him, you do a great job delivering your message mm. to make it comfortable and, and acceptable for all people in the in the team meeting. Right, room. whether they had a father they had or not, or didn't. Yeah, you, I, like you yeah, said, you have yeah, a father. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you could feel it. Yeah, and so it was just it was just cool, just being that transparent, being honest. I don't think I could have done that with anybody else, especially another black man that has children that he's raising, mm -hmm. that that knows the value and, and the importance of that presence and in a young man's life specifically. Um, so that was just something that was real cool for, for us yeah. to, to speak on. Yeah, that's yeah. powerful because mm -hmm. again, we're always trying to give our opinion on 
this is why we want more African-American coaches and mm -hmm. people think it's about football and mm -hmm. they think it's about the X's and O's and right. it's really nothing to do with that. Mm -hmm. Again, sometimes we just want more people around that we can relate well, to culture and have you know them conversations. Yeah, because yeah. like I said, you can't, you can't take a white man and put him in, in our hood, in our situation, and then now you put him in a, a head coach situation and then expect him to relate, relate or understand mm -hmm. what we've gone through. Mm -hmm. That's just, it's, it's, it's impossible. Even though, you know, you may try to have an understanding and put yourselves in your shoes, but you just, you just you can't, can't do right. that. Yeah. It doesn't make you a bad coach, right? There's just some times that we need certain things yeah. as far as players right. and, and men, yeah. especially. Right. Mm -hmm. and so again, of course you grew up with your family, like the, family i guess dynamic do you mm -hmm. feel that in that steelers locker room because there's a mm -hmm. lot of all those steelers teams that used to win mm -hmm. they were always had great locker rooms like mm -hmm. great locker room. close leadership mm -hmm. close-knit guys yeah. the city's not one of those big cities where everybody can go out and party like a mm -hmm. miami new york so mm -hmm. they the want them blue those blue collar blue, blue, blue collar blue collar, blue collar right I remember yeah. the, i mean used to hang up there hang out up there with the towns and in heinz ward and all those mm -hmm. guys and that locker room is so tight, right? Mm -hmm. so how do you feel about the locker room is right now in Pittsburgh? Yeah, I think it's it's the same. And I think it all comes from our head coach and the way he facilitates that work environment. Um, he's big on just family and, and brotherhood and fellowship and spending time with each other. And, mm -hmm. and it's not just about showing up to practice. It's about working. You get that extra time in to really get to know your brother. Because yep. that's, you, that's where you find that extra effort in the fourth quarter is, is knowing that your brother Mm. Has has bled and, and cried the same tears as you, mm -hmm. and um, it's just something that that we pride ourselves on, and just being honest with one another, and, and going about it like a family family would, and that's being honest. Sometimes having those uncomfortable conversations, yeah. yeah. But but that's the type of stuff that you grow from, and and that you build that security in your brother with. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So of course you know you've been watching ball these last few years, right? Mm -hmm. You you know the position. Uh, give us like your top five corners in the league right now. Top right? five Not corners. Five, again, in your opinion, mm -hmm. you can put yourself in there if you want to. Mm -hmm. Again, we'll you go, have uh, one through five, but just like your five top corners. In yeah, the we'll go myself, and this is a no specific order. Absolutely. Yep, myself, yep. Ramsey. Mm -hmm. I like Lattimore. Mm -hmm. I like JC Jackson. Mm -hmm. Trending up, mm -hmm. yeah, big. I like Xavier Howard. He okay. touches a lot yeah. of football. That's you can't argue with that. Right. Yeah. Miami, Ball. right? Yeah, Miami. Yeah, Ball. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. Shoot, I mean, now do you, you take you, any of those pieces of their game and, mm -hmm. and start adding it to you and what you do? Yeah, definitely. I think I think catching footballs is one of the things I took a big jump on last year. Really? Like, Get on that jug machine. Yeah, because I was just I was just always a press man corner and just PBUs like pass backups. Right, by right. the time you look, that thing is already on you. Yeah. It's just one of those like. Yeah. And I think really just realizing that you can catch every football that's thrown your way or having that mindset, yeah. even at the sake of not touching it at all, maybe neither, mm -hmm. none of you, either the receiver or the DB don't touch it, but you was going for the catch. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a different approach. And that's what I've seen from Xavier Howard, for example, um, Jalen Ramsey, I think just that approach of just nobody can touch me. He has that, that mentality mm -hmm. that he's very vocal about it. Um, and yeah, I think, I mean, just all the guys, you really just watch them all and take little tidbits, take little right. pieces that you can and just slide to your game. So yeah. speaking on that, taking that next step of, like mm -hmm. you said, you know, catching more footballs mm -hmm. or getting more interceptions, mm -hmm. um, is that is that going to take you identifying things early mm -hmm. um, to, like you said, the balls can be up mm -hmm. on you. Mm -hmm. um, and in order, obviously, to catch the ball, you got to see, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. what the route yeah. is. You got to yeah. understand route yeah. formations or what have you, yeah. what the quarterback's reads may be. Mm -hmm. So in order to get some of those INTs, those OSCEs, then mm -hmm. is that going to take you identifying things a little mm -hmm. bit early? Because like you said, yeah. that was this is probably like another element of your game yeah. that you're trying to trend up in. It's like, mm -hmm. okay, you got this part down, like mm -hmm. the bump, you know, bump, mm -hmm. press. Now yeah. getting back, yeah. you know, getting your head around, yeah. Um, yeah. reading body language, you yeah. know, things of that nature. No, for sure. It's just getting out of that, that, that press man world is very robotic and you have to have your eyes on the man because you don't know where he's about to go next. And that's kind of what I've done for so long, but catching football is a little savvy in it too. It's a little bit of getting out of technique. It's getting away from, your foundation mm -hmm. and that's kind of what I'm seeing 
it's one of those times where you can kind of just become a baller and just kind of make a make a play just because of something you felt or whatever. You don't got to be as robotic. Right. Um, and that's what you need to be successful at other times. But to get picks and make plays, you got to have a little swag with it right. at that time. And, and like I said, we we go out, we we run routes. I'll help his high school kids uh, from time mm -hmm. to time more. Mm -hmm. We'll have some sessions where some other collegiate guys or some guys, you know, preparing to get into the league or uh, whatever the case may be. And I, I take that same approach because, like I said, like you told me, we as receivers, we we know where we're going. Mm -hmm. Y'all just relax. Y'all just reacting. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So that's how I take it. You know, if I'm press with 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 a guy or for his free access, then I'm trying to play a game kind of like within the game mm -hmm. because I know there are some savvy savvy mm -hmm. guys like that. That's gonna be they're gonna be reading yards. They're gonna be use, you reading the down and distance. They're gonna mm -hmm. be reading hips, yeah. head things of that nature. Yeah. So that's something like I said. I've evolved with my game as mm -hmm. I've gotten older. That's why again. I'm sure Hatch, you know, we, we always joke about it, but I mean, I know I could play now based on just my knowledge of the game. Yeah. And in certain situations, mm -hmm. I could be successful. Mm -hmm. Do you think you could catch a ball on him? Oh, no doubt. Okay, Absolutely. That's all, that's all. Stop right I'm going, I'm stop. Going, stop. Nope, stop, I'm, stop. Out of five, Wait, I'm going five Do you think that he five. would catch a ball on him? That's you. the same. Them the cats I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> They, they lie. <laughs> right them, them the cats I'm them, talking they, about. They, 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 they cuckoo for they, 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 yeah. I got to get him. I got to get him. They think. They okay, show up well, and they think. Yeah. He was driving third round 66 pips by the 49ers. I was third round 89. So we were in the same okay. draft round. He got yeah. you were drafted 1961. Yeah. He was yeah. drafted 2017. You was, was wearing short shorts. <laughs> right, right, right. So speaking but, of receivers, give us your top five receivers in the league right top now. Top five. Like, like, you don't have to necessarily play it against them, but you yeah. see them do work and putting in work. Right, right. Devontae Adams. Yeah. Justin yeah. Jefferson. <laughs> Jamar Chase. Oof, those are like early, uh, man. Early, early, yeah. No, that's the thing. These guys are making noise early, early. as rookies. Yeah. And I think the thing is, just like with you, for them to obviously, because I don't want to hear nobody talking about this year after they play all these Hall of Famers after year no, two and yeah, three. No, yeah, pump your brakes, right? The consistency. If they yeah. can put a stream like five, five six, to eight, yeah, five to eight years. Yeah. Now you're starting to, you know, yeah. in that put your resume together. You know yeah, what I mean? For sure. Yeah. Stephon Diggs is in there. Yeah. Okay. Um, DK Metcalf. Okay. Um, I mean, it's like, it's really like nine freaks in the league. I yeah. feel like it's just a clear group at the yeah. receiver. It's like when you show up, you're like, okay, I got to guard a freak today. Like, let's get busy. Right. Yeah. So and, to go against a guy like a Stephon Diggs or mm -hmm. a Jamar Chase, or like probably really shifty. Yeah. And then you go up against a guy like, Probably a little bit bigger about your size than DK Metcalf. Yeah. Is your is it, what's what's your mindset going into our approach to those type of receivers mm -hmm. versus DK Metcalf? Yeah, <clears throat> um, I think with with a bigger receiver, just with my size, I try to match him. Um, and not, do you think that's easier for, yeah. for you versus uh, yeah. uh, Stefan Digg or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or a shifty guy? Yeah, you just I think you try to match the big guys with your feet and use your size and what I think is elite foot skills and hip ability, which maybe a bigger receiver relaxed. I mean, excuse relax. me, lacks. lacks. Yeah, lacks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and so you use those tools just to kind of stay on top of them mm -hmm. and use that ability to, to win the route and not get into the physical game with them because that's right. where they're comfortable. And that's, and that's yeah. what yeah. Made, lean on yeah. me. I, but I, that's I what, feel you right here. I got you. Yeah. But that's what <laughs> drove me because I knew, like I said, for a DB, that's how they think. Like for a big guy like us, it's, we don't have the footwork, right. you know what I mean? Or the hips, quickness. you know what I mean? Right. So those are things that I felt like I needed to mm -hmm. hone in on and get yeah. better at. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like that would be an edge or get me to the elite level. Mm -hmm. Cause yeah, physically, yeah, I could get through hand checks, this and that and the other, mm -hmm. but I wanted to basically quicken my feet, hips, yeah. transitioning in and out of route. Yeah. That's what I wanted to do because yeah. I know yeah. that's the mentality of, of, of defensive yeah. back. Yeah. Yo, he's yeah. not as quick getting mm -hmm. in and out of his breaks. Yeah. So that's going to allow a quicker DB if you yeah. got quick feet or drive skills to get their hands on the ball. Yeah. So that's what, like I said, what motivated me mm -hmm. To do that because I knew that's how they think. Yeah, and that's what you made. on the other hand. I don't know what your issue was. Hater alert! Hater alert! Hater alert! There issues, is no right? issue. There was yeah. no issue. First of all, let's get let's start right there. Yeah. Okay, you're right. You're right. There was no issue. I got film. I got film. But no, go ahead. No, but I think that's what makes like DK Metcalf, Mike Evans, I'm, those bigger guys mm. unique or makes them special is they still have that 
that other side of that game where it's like, you better watch out or you can get got with some with some good feet or good yeah, hips real quick. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. that kind of makes them complete. Um, the smaller dudes, I think, get hands on them and just disrupt them and now use my size, size again. To, yeah. to make them uncomfortable because yeah. they're not used to seeing Laws that. of physics. Right. Yeah, yeah, give, yeah. give us a, a guy who might not have been the fastest, might mm -hmm. not have been the biggest guy, but he was just giving you problems. You couldn't really put your finger on. Oh, oh, oh! Guy. I know for a fact. Keenan Allen gave me problems mm. my second year, and I was just out there like, "What is he doing?" Because he's four six. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, he gave me problems. Yeah. Like, ah. Keenan, shout out to Keenan Allen. He gave up one. I, I think I, I gave up two grabs that day, and that okay. was problems for me because they were like the ones where you're looking at him like, "Oh, he's like, he, <laughs> two yeah. out routes, two yeah, out routes." Right. I'm like, "Why is he creating this much separation?" But not Keenan Allen. He's running down the field. Looks like he's just marching. Yeah. I'm like, man, I'm about to jump, whatever he about to pull out. He into that out route. I'm like, man, what he got in his bag? And been doing it. Like and been, been doing, doing it. it. He's been right, consistent, right. going six, seven years, yeah. consistently putting up numbers. Keenan Allen got a deep bag for sure. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. Who like anybody ever like waver your confidence, like shake your confidence a little? Like they were just killing nah, you. Like I ain't been killed yet. Okay. Let me check the tape. Do, do you know what do you know what's coming? Well, I got to get, get back on the field, dog. It's coming. Somebody go kill you. I got to get on what, the field. What you going to do? Well, who's going to kill Some, you? I don't know. Somebody. I got to like, get on the field. So nobody uh, ever had a hundred on you? No. I mean, probably, but it, it didn't okay, feel like kill. See, that's that DB talking. Well, I don't know. So I don't, know. I don't even you. know. Hold on. A hundred on me? Well, I think the most me. grabs I've given up in a game is like six. And that was for like... 90 yards. I might have given up like a big play, like on right, some right, BS, right. like Christian Kirk, my middle field safety. Yeah, not there. wasn't or, there to be found. Or even last year, my middle field safety iced me out on my first game with the Steelers. Uh, um, Henry Ruggs went went bomb okay. on me for like 60 to end the game. Okay. And I was just like, what, like, what That's are we right. doing? That's right. Yeah, the 32nd yeah, on the clock, or 4 yeah, seconds on the clock, yeah, something like that. Yeah, he went bomb on me. And like, it looks like it's on your boy. But oh, I'm it like, definitely looks it like it's on you. It definitely is on your, yeah. That is, that. But where my middle field safety at, though? <laughs> right, man, exactly. If, it depends, like the coverage. It's if the coverage, coverage yeah, dictates yeah. that he's supposed to be over top, yeah. then all everybody sees is that he You running behind him doing this. Right, he came up here and they were like, yo, what is yeah. phone? What is he, what is yeah, he doing? Yeah. Uh, so I've been part of that. I mean, it's probably, it's going to be some hundreds out there. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But you can watch the tape. We can go play for play. That's funny. Uh, how, yeah. do, how do you feel in that moment where the corner, or the, you're the receiver is mm -hmm. three, four yards in front of you. Yeah. The safety is not getting over there and you know it's about to be six. And you know yeah. it's going to be on ESPN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm like, I'm like, man, this can't be happening. This is this ain't happening. Oh, happening. This, this ain't. This is what, you know what I don't understand. This ain't happening. Is I see this in college too, and in pros, like I said, the guy, the defensive back is beat, mm -hmm. and they're gonna score, but they just dive anyway. They just go dive. <laughs> no, you ain't gonna, gonna dive. Get I got you. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, yeah, yo, what are you doing? You four yards away, yeah. and you dive like this. Does it just look good on film? It just look good. That's the, like, because that's the coach wanted more effort that effort day, so he's like, I'm, gonna, no. I'm yeah. sure I'm going to die. I'm shutting it down. If, it's I too get, late. if I got beat like that, bro, I'm just, mm, same, and then, and then, I'm down. Same, down. Yeah, that's funny. Hey, well, shoot, I appreciate you coming man, on, though, man. Yeah, I said yeah. taking the time out, doing yeah. your thing with us. I know you got to get back to Diego. Yeah. But uh, let everybody know where they can find you on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and all that as well. Yeah, my uh, Instagram is just my is name. Is your camera right there? Right. Let them know. Yeah. My yeah. Instagram is Akello. I'm about to get it jumping, actually. So y'all follow me. There it is. Twitter. Uh, I'm not even active on it, but I need to get active on it. So Akello as well. Uh, Snapchat, you can't have that. I, I'll get in trouble. <laughs> no Snapchat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, there man. We appreciate you, man. There it yeah, is. Stopping man. by. And uh, yeah, everybody check out my man, Akello. Yes, He's sir. on the rise. Yes, there sir. He is already. Get your popcorn ready podcast. See you next week. Peace. Yeah. Peace.